Welcome to Grow Up, the audio show gracing your ears, hosted by me, Taylor, and me, Jacqueline. Now that we're grown, we reflect on growing up, glowing up, and look at different industries, ideas, and people that need to grow the F up. We're talking back and looking forward with hope to a future that feels more like honey, led by people with a lot more heart. We serve up our pop culture analysis, real-life talks, and future forecasts, making predictions based on trends, sometimes data, and always our intuition. We def research our shit before looking into the crystal ball. So buckle up, and thanks for being here. So today, y'all, we're talking about Kim Kardashian. The Kim Kardashian West. I wonder if she's going to drop the West. Well, it's interesting. I actually saw someone on Instagram be like, oh my gosh, I love single Kim. And I was like, wait, what? Did I miss something? And then I know that there's like rumors going going around about the status of her marriage. But Kim K and KKW, I do think are synonymous. So we'll see if she keeps the West. But I do want to talk about... So this podcast episode. We don't want it to be like a gossipy episode about Kim Kardashian. We cannot speak to her character. We don't know her. But I think when you guys really hear the trajectory of her career, you're going to be really surprised and really taken aback like Taylor and I were in in prepping for this episode. And I actually want to talk about how the West, how Kanye West kind of ties into all of this and where she is now. So maybe I'll hold off until we get into that. So from socialite to CEO, Kim Kardashian is now um, the face creative director and, you know, head honcho of several, several multi-million dollar corporations. And we just kind of want to talk about her from an entrepreneurial and business insight perspective. Is there anything else that you want to touch on before we kind of jump in, Taylor? Yeah, I mean, so... Whether you like it or not, Kim Kardashian has a huge following. She is a leader because people are freaking following her. Um, so whether your opinion on her is negative, positive, whatever, we're going to be looking at her career and not her personal life. Um, but I also will say I have a somewhat funny story. So in my younger days, I was definitely a Kardashian stan like Kim I mean, Kim, she's the best. Like, no one can argue the Kardashians wouldn't be the Kardashians without her. So, um, but one of, like, the biggest arguments my fiancé and I have had to date has been about about the Kardashians. Um, Like, it was... So there might have been alcohol involved. So we were a little buzzed. But I was, like almost like full on Chris Crockering it like leave Kim alone and Justin was just like like why are they famous it's so dumb that they're famous and I'm like it's not her fault that she's famous and I mean it kind of is like she played into it of course but it was like so bad that my mom was like Taylor you need to go apologize and I was like <laughs> she like thought we were I'm like mom we're not gonna break up over the Kardashians <laughs> Well, it's funny, like, I definitely don't qualify myself as, like, a Kardashian stan, a Jenner stan. I think I follow Chloe on Instagram, um, which I don't know how much... If people were to pick a Kardashian, I don't know if, like, Chloe's the one that they would pick, but Chloe's the one that I wind up picking. Um, I just probably Mm -hmm. thought she was really funny. Um, But my boyfriend does give me a hard time. I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I think chances are high that I've seen every episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. 
Mm-hmm. Every episode. Um, <laughs> uh, I just kind of like watch it, you know, like people watch their trash TV. It's something that I like watching. That just kind of lets me escape from what I'm dealing with. You know, some people have Real Housewives. Some people have Below Deck. I have Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, but my boyfriend was giving me a really hard time for watching it. And he was like, they're not even like famous for any reason. Like, why are you like supporting them. You're like one of their viewers. They like don't bring any goodness into the world. And I was like, well, actually, on the episode episode that I'm watching right now, Chloe is launching a size inclusive clothing wear brand. And Kim Kardashian is planning on going to the White House to talk about criminal justice reform. So I think both of those things are like pretty freaking rad. Definitely. And like, you know, to be honest, I prefer reality TV to like most television. Like, it's funny, it's outrageous, it's entertaining. And like you said, like, I'm not watching TV to fucking like learn shit most of the time. Yeah, I'm listening to podcasts for that. Or, <laughs> you know, my, my YouTube history is me truly watching like documentaries and commentary videos and like watching like deep dive videos. So when I just want to chill out and turn my brain off for a second and watch something that makes me laugh, um, I watch the Kardashians. And sometimes it is outlandish, um, but I still like it. I do think before we get into all of it, now that we're talking, um, Mm -hmm. just for everyone listening, kind of in planning this episode, we think chronological order is the most like conducive way to talk about this topic. So we'll start from the beginning. Um, But before we jump in, we did just like shower the Kardashians with like a lot of praise. I do know that they are problematic people for reasons that are well-deserved. They have allegations against them. There's rumors against them. Um, You know, they are a big family who can really throw their influence one way or another. And sometimes they don't always do that in the most like uplifting and respectful ways. So I think that as we kind of go through this timeline, those things will naturally come up. But, you know, we're not like Mm -hmm. said. We're not Kardashian stands, but we're also not here to like criticize who they are as people because we don't know. But seeing their trajectory and seeing where they are now is just really interesting. Um, last night, I sent Taylor like a really long voice message of me being like, okay, I just wrote up the timeline and I'm actually really excited to talk about this. So let's jump into it. So October 1980... Miss Kimberly Kardashian was born. She was born in Libra. Kind of the Kardashians came on the radar with the O.J. Simpson trial, which I think a lot of people know about. But I just wanted to touch on it because this is something that's really interesting to me in like the era era of um, Internet culture. A lot of times people who go viral, it may seem like, oh, they just came up out of nowhere. But it's interesting when you see the connections. And what's that TikTok? Um, There's a TikTok trend right now that's like, what's your favorite historical like domino effect? Mm. And truly like the OJ Simpson trial is a direct domino effect to like... Kylie Jenner leading a billion dollar brand to Kim Kardashian being one of the most famous recognizable names and faces in the world. Because without the OJ Simpson trial, um, 
the Kardashian name never would have like been well known. Kim Kardashian's father was a very well respected attorney in the um, Los Angeles, Southern California area. And when OJ Simpson, a former football player, was put on trial for um, allegedly killing his wife and her friends, Robert Kardashian, Kim Kardashian's dad, was called upon to um, represent him. Yeah, and, they were like longtime oh, friends. And oh, he, oh, yeah, I mean, I just watched um, David Letterman and. Bro, I, I like to think like people know about this, but honestly, like um, our Gen Zers out there, mm-hmm. if we have any Gen Z listeners, you might not be aware because it was really like, I mean, I don't personally remember like the OJ Simpson case, like in my own life, like I obviously know about it and like have known about it since as long as I can have memories, but <laughs> I like don't like, it's not like a, my own memory of it. Yeah. And um. Yeah, but anyways, and David Letterman, too. Yeah, <laughs> People right? might not know Dave Letterman. Um, I definitely know David Letterman. And when he comes out with his new things on Netflix, like I'm always excited about who he's going to talk about. But that probably is true that other people don't really know who David Letterman is. Um, yeah, I think Kim was like, yeah, Kendall and Kylie were yeah. like, who the F is Dave Letterman? <laughs> but Kim went on his show. Yeah, so Kim went on a show and she was saying... Um, her dad, I guess, wasn't even like practicing law at the time. Like he re- like got his license reinstated so he can go defend OJ. And it was like their family was so close to the OJ Simpson family. And Chris Jenner was best friends with OJ's wife, Nicole who was Brown murdered. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so their family like and on top of their parents already being divorced, like uh, at the time, Chris was already married to Bruce and uh, like their family was so divided, like her dad defending this alleged murderer in court who they called uncle, o- uncle OJ, which sounds fucking weird, but <laughs> called him that. And then her mom, like being like, what the fuck? You murdered my best friend. Yeah sitting on the like opposite that. side of the courtroom. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> and Kim was like a teenager, like 13, 14. Yeah, she said she was like 13, 14. She actually got pulled out of school to go sit at the OJ trial, which I thought was insane. Um, and I think too, even if you know about the OJ Simpson trial, I think when you said like our Gen Zers may not know, um, it was like a huge deal. Like, I think a lot of us still like know about OJ. You may remember when he was like out of jail or when he had that freaking like alleged robbery heist and went back in jail. I know about mm-hmm. that like, only peripherally. Is that a word? Peripherally. But mm-hmm. I was just watching another show on Netflix um, with Fran Lebowitz that I thought was pretty funny. Just kind of her commentary about New York City. And she said the only two times that New York City was silent so quiet that it felt eerily quiet in her time living there. The first was 9-11. And the second was the day the verdict came for the O.J. Simpson trial. She said everyone was at home watching TV, waiting for the verdict of the O.J. Simpson trial. So that really kind of put in perspective for me, just like how much the world stopped when this happened. Um, For those people who don't know, it was very much like public opinion that OJ did um, did commit this heinous crime. The mm-hmm. um, 
the evidence against him seemed to really like stack up and not look great. And mm-hmm. kind of because he was well-known, well-liked, well-off, meaning he had a lot of money and was able to hire really great representation, he was found not guilty. And so part of the reason Robert Kardashian is so well-known is because he was on the legal team that O.J. Simpson kind of got off with. I, I never watched the O.J. Simpson trial, um, the like Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Murphy, like TV series. I think I watched like an episode, but if this is something you're interested in, I've heard nothing but good things about that series. So that may be something to look into. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And then Kim started working like in her dad's office then like right around this time. And like one thing I read, so I do think it's a little dicey. Like people say like Kim Kardashian is like self-made, which for the most part, totally. But also like she was already living in Beverly Hills in a super nice home. Like her parents were rich. She, I mean, her mom, you know, so her dad was rich from just being a lawyer, but then her stepdad, an Olympic gold medalist. One of the biggest Olympic gold medalists of all time, decathlon winning, like supreme athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And and then like one of the first things she like did that like got her interested in business was that she like asked her dad if she could like have a loan to go buy like... 10 pairs of these like $700 like I'm going to butcher the name because I don't know designer clothing names. It was like these j- shoes that JLo wore. They were like Milano bling. Oh, chick. Blonics? Yeah. Milano Blonics. I think that's it. I've watched a couple yeah. episodes of Sex in the City. Milano <laughs> So she bought like because these shoes were like selling out because JLo wore them in a music video. So she goes and buys like 10 pairs of these $700 shoes, which is like, you know, who just has like that money. <laughs> and then she resold them on eBay for like 2500 a pair. <laughs> and that kind of like spirals into the like what we would call today like side hustle things of redoing friends' closets, being a stylist, being a personal assistant, selling things on eBay, kind of just utilizing the things she already knew from being like a fairly wealthy, fairly well-off person in Beverly Hills. And that mm-hmm. got her to like rubbing elbows with Paris Hilton during like the height of the early 2000s like paparazzi era. Um, yeah. And Brandy, the singer. Brandy, if anyone remembers. They were out together? Like, there's pictures of them out partying together? They were they were friends. That's oh. why um, Ray J is Brandy's brother. Oh, I, I mean, I guess I knew that, but um, wow. Yeah, right. But I was impressed, though, that, like, Kim K, like, she's been a businesswoman basically since the start. You know, I mean, obviously, she was luckily lucky to like be around the people she was around and make those connections. But like she was hustling from the start. I mean, she had like shortly after she got into the eBay stuff, they opened the first consignment store, um, which was dash, you know, and I think dash evolved over time, obviously did not be a consignment style store, but when it first opened, that's what it was. And she was like organizing celebrities closets, doing personal styling. Like, you know, she was, running her own businesses from the get-go. 
Yeah. And so Dash was founded in 2006. And like you said, it was like a consignment style store. And then it moved into being more of a boutique and online store. Um, I've heard a lot of people say in regards to like self-made, like you said earlier, that it takes a lot of hard work, but also a lot of luck. And I think that that's really the position that Kim Kardashian was in. Like if she wasn't working Mm -hmm. as hard as she was, she wouldn't have gotten the success, but she was also put in a position where she had a lot of opportunity that she could like jump from. Um, Now there are definitely people who have that much opportunity and don't build off of it, but she really did capitalize on it. And one of the ways she did that was in October, 2007, Keeping Up With The Kardashians aired on E! And so their lives, their store, this like big family was really highlighted. And, you know, it's funny. I was thinking truly how embedded in the culture Keeping Up With The Kardashians is. And I think that I'm going to say that like a million times in this episode. But even just the abbreviation of like K-U-W-T-K, like Keeping Up With The Kardashians, like if somebody just looks that up, it'll bring up the whole history of the show. Like how many abbreviations Mm -hmm. like that truly like define an era. And you can roll your eyes and say I'm giving them too much credit, which maybe I am because I did write the outline for this episode and I'm like high on my Kardashian fumes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it is, it is, you know, something to be respected and I, I see the hustle in it. Now, In October 2007, Keeping Up with Kardashians aired. And now I wasn't able to find um, a month. But in 2007, um, Kim Kardashian also had a sex tape that was leaked. Uh, It's interesting looking at this now in 2020. When I was looking up when this was, so many articles had kind of changed the language of how I remember seeing it in like 2007, 2008, 2009. Rather than it like kind of putting blame on Kim or like slut shaming Kim or being kind of judgmental, it was like Kim Kardashian's sex tape was leaked, which that to me, even that language really stood out because this is something that was like not her choice, um, not against her will, but um, like. Yeah, they were actually dating at the time that it was recorded. Like, they dated for, like, a few years. And so, if you don't know, the sex tape was with Ray J, who is Brandy's brother, which I had no idea. If you don't know Brandy, look her up and you'll be like, oh, yeah. And you should definitely watch the Cinderella movie she starred in. (laughs) Best Cinderella. If you don't know who Brandy is, you should definitely look up Moesha and you should watch a Cinderella story and you should watch the Boy Is Mine music video. If you don't know who Ray J is, then just be thankful that you don't know who he is and you have, (laughs) there is no reason you should look him up. No. You are for the better. Um, (laughs) But it is interesting, like talking about this. And then I also recently watched the Paris Hilton documentary on YouTube. Um, And just seeing how these like young women were filmed and taken advantage of and exploited and truly like, that's such an intimate, personal, like, very scary thing to have happened to you. Um, And Kim Kardashian Mm -hmm. has come out recently and said that she was actually like under the influence of drugs while that was recorded, which like none Mm -hmm. of that... (laughs) Girl, girl, we do. We do. (laughs) We watched the video. I know. 
I've seen, I didn't like, watch it. I've never watched it yeah, either. But I've seen there's been I like the little clips that like she'll show. Um, you know, I I'm kind of of the belief of if anybody's like personal information is put out on the internet and they say that they didn't wish for it to be there, then like I should be respectful of that and not look. Um, yeah, for sure. And that's true for like men and women. Like I I think we should all be um, a little bit better about that. And I think that's really what I'm trying to say. I think we have gotten better about that in 2007, like Google images, like everything was on there. I remember in middle school, it was like scandalous that like Pete Wentz had nudes <laughs> that were, Oh my God. <laughs> that like yeah. Pete Wentz had nudes that were online. And I, I am really glad that we've kind of stepped away from that a little bit and we can see how scary and un and unfair um, that it is for you to be like exploited by that. But I just want to take that with a grain of salt for all of the people who are in a similar position to um, Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton as well. That's like a very difficult thing to go through. So that's kind of mm-hmm. all I want to mention about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it catapulted her career. Okay. Like it was right before Keeping Up with the Kardashians started. And definitely people like she became a household name just from that video alone. And people started paying attention. And on top of it, like being super difficult to go through, like personally, like she was so smart and like fucking capitalized on it. In the show, I was going to say, like, I remember watching episodes of the first season where she like has to tell her mom that this happened. And yeah, I mean, if it's going to happen, if something's already happening to you, you might as well like take it and run with it and spin it in a way where it benefits you. And so you can say that there's like some, some ingenuineness about that disingenuousness. Well, I made that word way harder. (laughs) Um, But I I do think like if it was already happening anyway, like good on them for making the most of it. Yeah, totally. So for me, and I don't know if there's like any highlights that really stand out for you, but it kind of goes from the start of the show to them being well known in the show to them kind of being famous for being famous, quote unquote, and just Mm -hmm. putting their names everywhere. They were at every party in LA. Um, I saw that you had a note of like the Sears makeup line. Oh yeah. Like a full on Sears clothing line even, which is like, do we, do people even know what Sears is nowadays? (laughs) I like barely, I, I even remember like going into Sears when I was younger and like, don't get me wrong. Like I shopped at Mervyn's. Yeah, I shopped at Col- like I was, Casey you know, we were, brand. <laughs> yeah, like we were hunting for bargains. Yeah. Okay. But I would go into Sears and be like, mm, honey, this is not it. Like I totally remember. I totally remember when it came out and I was like, Sears. I was like, come on, at least do Kohl's, pull it together. Family. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are they like, you know, desperate right now? <laughs> like selling at Sears and the clothes. I mean, this was 2000s. The clothes, mm-hmm. ugly, ugly. <laughs> I remember watching Project Runway and maybe it was just an interview with Tim Gunn. But for those of you who don't know, Tim Gunn is like the host slash judge of Project Runway. Make it work, designers. Um, everybody loves Tim Gunn. <laughs> I remember him in an interview, like 
spending five minutes just saying how like the Kardashians are classless and if they're wearing something, you should not wear it. They're a good indicator for like what is tacky. If it's on them, you shouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole, just going like on and on. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And to me, <laughs> to me, it very much came across that like the Kardashians were the celebrities who were on the outside looking in. Like they hadn't quite yet reached the status where they were like cool with other celebrities. It was just people like, you know, you and me going into Sears and being like, wow, okay, good on them, I guess, for having this brand. And I knew that they were making money from it. Like I was aware of that, that they were capitalizing off of it. But it still came across as kind of tacky, not my style, not something I would buy. But someone it was like, um, it was like Snooky style, basically. <laughs> they had so much leopard print going yeah. on. Leopard print's kind of having a moment right now, too. I mean, animal print in general is yeah. having a little mini comeback, like everything does. But <laughs> yeah, their clothes, I mean, oh my God, just you got to look at what they used to wear, girl. <laughs> Truly, like when you think of the like 2000 style, and it's funny that the like early 2000s style is being like idolized on like TikTok and on YouTube and stuff. When even for me, being a kid who like grew up in the 2000s, like when I saw Paris Hilton wearing like ultra low rise jeans and mm-hmm. like cotton candy pink lip gloss even then i remember thinking like oh i could never wear this stuff so good on the good on the gen zers who are like 18 and bringing it back like i see you and i just know that like 2008 eighth grade jacqueline is even still like pretty impressed by the style yeah i was like going through my scene phase then so Mm. leopard print was I was not into it. Yeah. If anybody knows me from 2008, like just just forget what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this thing that's like, if you know me before, insert whatever, no, you don't. And I feel like <laughs> if you knew me before I was 21, like, no, you don't. Like, I'm just, uh, we're, I'm not the same. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And so bringing it back to the Kardashians, um, they really were like throwing their name on everything. Um, And it's funny because now in 2020, if someone's on like dancing with the stars, I'm like, all right, like C level celebrity, like they're never going to, they're going to stay in that lane. They're going to stay on that plane. They're going to stay on that level. Um, but like Kim Kardashian was on Disney with the stars. Uh, Kim Kardashian. Whoa, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. <laughs> she was on Disney with the stars, which I mean, that's another thing too. Like talking about like money moves and like entrepreneurial spirit, like you do get paid to be on that show. So I do think mm-hmm. that there are a lot of people who like go on dancing with the stars. They like get their paycheck and then they kind of like fade into oblivion. But there are some people who have really used it to like jump up a level and truly the only person I can think of who other person I can think of who was on Dancing with the Stars and is now like high level celebrity is Zendaya. Mm. But she was on Dancing with the Stars, I think when she was like 17 and she was still very much like a, a Disney star. So I think her trajectory from Dancing with the Stars is even more different. But 
like Kim Kardashian was on Dancing with the Stars. She has a um, a single that she put out. She like tried music. <laughs> um, oh my god! Yeah, so an, bad. There's an event with her being a brand ambassador at a Charmin event. So she's like standing there, like holding. <laughs> Like, so that's another thing, too, that sometimes people think, like, Kim K overnight success. And it's like, no, dude, she was literally working her ass off doing everything that was handed to her. And, like, I totally forgot, too. Like, I almost freaking forgot that Dash stores existed. Like, they they just closed, I think, in, like, 2018. So Mm -hmm. not too long ago that they started shutting them down. But, like, on top of having the store they also had a show called dash dolls that's right that just the girls that like worked there like every if anybody remembers dorani i still follow her on instagram <laughs> well and i mean that's the whole thing too like you may that's them growing their brand like that's an empire that's them like spin off after spin off like that is something that really involves like a lot of insight and a lot of like business foresight too um and and social media was like barely a thing so it's like if you want to get your name out there like you had to go to events you had to you know be on tv they had you know courtney and kim take miami which turned into courtney and chloe Chloe take Take miami Miami. that's right and that's one thing too just you saying that kim and the kardashians were like an overnight it's success like they were so oversaturated for so long, but I just think that they've done a really good job at like building up their resume. So anything they did that really didn't benefit them has kind of just fallen to the wayside and we don't even see it in like the highlights of what they've done. Like when I was writing out the outline and you and I were like talking about the things I was reading over the notes that you had made just for people listening, um, Taylor and I have a lot of ideas and we really like to talk. So for me, an outline just helps me stay organized. So that's what I'm referring to. Um, but, you know, them doing like uh, Courtney and Chloe Take Miami, then doing Dash, they've been able to add so many more things to their resume that like you forget about anything that didn't work in their favor. You forget about Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. You forget about her like pop icon second and a half. And instead you think about like when they started making really smart money moves, like with the start of the Kim Kardashian app, which I don't know that I know the name of it. Isn't it like Kim Kardashian and friends or something? It's like Kim Kardashian takes Hollywood or like Kim Kardashian Hollywood. Oh yeah. Kim Kardashian. I think it's just Kim Kardashian Hollywood. Yeah. Wow, which is funny. I'm actually looking this up right now. And like, I remember this like whole ad campaign. I remember like this Kim Kardashian avatar um, of her on a red carpet. I think I had the game for a minute. No, did you? <laughs> or honestly, I think I had the uh, Kylie one. Kendall and Kylie. I think it was a Kendall and Kylie yeah. joint game, which yeah. I feel like that's something we haven't really dove into yet. But Kim Kardashian, yes, I do think that she's like the linchpin in all of this, but her whole family was able to come up and her whole family really took advantage of the position that they were in. Um, truly, I I think, and I think it's kind of like the consensus of the public due to 
Chris Jenner, Kim Kardashian's mom. Um, Chris Jenner still has the last name, I think, still publicly has the last yeah. name of her um, ex husband, Bruce Jenner, who um, now is Caitlyn Jenner. So Chris Jenner really did orchestrate this whole empire for her entire family with Kim at the forefront. And so Kim had an app which is estimated to have made hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, Kendall and Kylie were able to make an app. Um, her sisters were featured on her app. We also talked about um, uh, Courtney and Chloe Take Miami. It's estimated that they made allegedly about like $300,000 an episode back in 2009. And then even as of more recently on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the kind of secondary players, I would say the sisters are the main players and the secondary players um, like Bruce Jenner when he was on the... Bruce Jenner when he was on the show because he was still actively Bruce or is it mm-hmm. more respectful? Okay. Um, Cause Caitlyn Jenner had her own spinoff show, which that's under the, they, they talk about like the Marvel cinematic universe, like the Kardashian, <laughs> the Kardashian cinematic universe. Um, Caitlyn Jenner's like coming out story and her transition story was featured as well. And so, um, it's estimated that like secondary players on the show allegedly got about $500,000 an episode. And today on keeping up with the Kardashians, um, well, with their most recent contract on keeping up with the Kardashians, it's alleged that they were making $900,000 an episode. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Cause like a lot of the Kardashians wealth, like, um, I was going to say something, but honestly don't know if it's true. Um, but I, <laughs> I feel like a good chunk of her wealth is just straight up like cash. I mean, I'm sure she's invested both, uh, most of it now, but it's not like tied into like stock value of her companies, you know, like, I don't, I mean, this past week we saw like, um, oh yeah, we saw Elon Musk's wealth, like he like surpassed Bezos for a second and then it went down the next day. And that's because like most of his wealth is tied into stock with Tesla and like the value of that. But Kim Kardashian's wealth, like she straight up has cash millions and millions of cat, obviously not like hiding in her mattress cash. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't have cash in the way that you and I have cash. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, I think that's crazy. Like it, it's it's not like tied to something right now. Like she just fucking has that in her, in the bag. Well, um, I actually, so I looked up this article. I Googled actually, um, is Kim Kardashian a CEO? Because I got to tell you from socialite to CEO, is a title of this podcast episode that I really like. But I don't know if Kim Kardashian is actually a CEO. I don't know what it takes to like actually legally be the CEO. Um, So it was a little bit uh, ambiguous online, like what her title is with some of these companies, which we'll get into more. But just in talking about her cash... Um, It says Kim Kardashian West worth is $900 million after agreeing to sell a stake of her cosmetics firm. So we'll talk about her cosmetics firm in a, in a little bit, but this is from Forbes Mm -hmm. magazine. It's from June of this year. So not even necessarily from selling like stocks, but just selling a portion of what she owns of her companies. Now she's able to make money from it. She'll make more money selling it, selling a percentage of it than she will from like the gross profits of that company. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So smart money moves. Let's rein it in, Jacqueline. Um, smart money moves. We have the Kim Kardashian app. I also remember like Kimoji was really, really big. Um, I loved Kimojis. I loved them. <laughs> and I really do think like, I don't want this whole episode to be like, saying how likable the Kardashians are because I a hundred percent understand why some people have like a not so good feeling about the Kardashians, why people have publicly come out and said that they are not like supporting or don't feel supported by the Kardashians. But Kim Moji, I just thought was like the perfect internet example for the time of like making something for people who like you making something you're proud of, but totally like making fun of yourself and laughing at yourself and profiting on it. Like once again, it's going to be happening to you anyway. So why not package it in a way that benefits you? Her crying face was like an internet wallpaper. Um, Mm -hmm. The whole like, butt being a peach thing was really started by her. Um, she put out like a perfume line that was like this cute little 3d peach that looked like the emoji. Um, and I think like, I mean, I forgot about these things, but looking back at what her resume is and, and the decisions that she made, I was like, Oh, okay. That's another one that I would like kind of put in the impressive category. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, too, like there's obviously things about the Kardashians that bother me. Like when they were taking on all those brand deals, like they were fucking taking on anything. So a lot of like diet, sketchy diet pills and stuff. Obviously, like they were promoting waist trainers and. And then, then she also mentioned too on like Dave Letterman, like she would promote like diet teas and like Carl's Jr. at the same time. And I think there's something you could say of, you know, there is the side of like, well, you know, she was doing what was best for her pocket, but it also is hard when you're capitalizing on your personality and people feeling like they have a relationship with you and feeling like they can trust you. It is hard to then be like hawking products, especially ones that can be kind of dangerous, like selling mm-hmm. fit teas, which are basically liquid laxatives to 16 year old girls online is kind of shitty. Um, yeah. And I remember like um, one episode. So it was after Kim and Kanye got married and Kanye, like Kanye hasn't been on the show very much, you know? Um, but she was talking about like, she just started seeing a new trainer and she's gotten down to 130 and then Kanye was like, well, I'm going to fucking fire that trainer if you can't get Kim down to 125 pounds. And I'm just like, all the people watching that, like, and like what they're promoting, you know, when you have a following, you have to be aware of like the message you're sending to people. And obviously their careers are about their image. So you know, but to say I was like 125 pounds. Yeah. Like, girl, go to the bathroom and come back with <laughs> yourself. <laughs> like, you're probably there. <laughs> Did you just eat something? Like, wait a little bit. God. <laughs> you yeah, just had one of those Carl's Jr.'s burgers. Give yourself 45 minutes. <laughs> Are there iconic salads? Always oh. eating a fucking salad. Yeah, dude. And also, like, that's something I've noticed too is, you know, it is easy to promote this like 
fit, perfect skin, great hair, always done up, always um, 10 out of 10, like gorgeous outfits. One, when you have the money to buy those things. And two, when you have the money to, to buy help. Like I remember mm-hmm. there was a time when like 16 year old Jacqueline had like the wallpaper of like, you have as many hours in the day as Beyonce, get as much done as she does. <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't like, you do not have the same number of hours in the day as Kim Kardashian does because she's able to hire people on that help her get ready, that help her get dressed, that tell her what's cool to wear, that help her make food, feed her children, take care of her home. Like these are all very, very privileged things um, that she has that most people don't. Um, Going Mm -hmm. back to Kanye... I did want to talk about this just because I feel like this was a a really big moment in the Kim Kardashian empire in the Kardashian Jenner empire of kind of when they moved up from quote famous for being famous celebrities who are kind of still like shaded and looked down on, although they were hustlers, which is, you know, something to aspire to. It's almost like you shouldn't have to work so hard. Like don't be a try hard. My yeah. that's what my brother says. My brother's like, oh, don't be such a try hard. I feel like the Kardashians <laughs> did really come across as like the try hards. Like if you invited them to something and there was a check, they were going to be there. Mm-hmm. But um, as somebody who, as I said earlier, has seen probably every episode, I'm doing the like TikTok cover your face thing because I'm embarrassed. Seen every episode of the Kardashians. Um, there was like a big turning point when um she was at the met gala and so the first time she was at the met gala i don't know if you guys remember but i remember the memes of her looking like a couch pregnant wearing a very very form-fitting floral dress and truly like the internet just ripped her apart which that was 2013 which honestly blows my mind that it was seven years ago but it really does feel like there's just a different world now like we live in a world now where like Chrissy Teigen recently had a miscarriage and she shared that story and that journey on Instagram. And it was like so heartbreaking and it really made so many people feel like seen and understood and not alone. Meanwhile, in 2013, Kim Kardashian was like basically on bed rest for her entire pregnancy and was made fun of for being quote unquote fat at the Met Gala. Oh. Right? That it's makes like- me so <laughs> mad. Honestly, like, okay, that pattern is just overwhelming yeah, on that dress yeah. she wore. And, like, I don't know about you, but this, like, Kim K at the Met Gala pregnant, like, that dress, it's just there. It's in my yeah, brain. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, because the pat, you know, the pattern is just not flattering. But, like, she's fucking pregnant. I know. Like, to say that, like, if a skinny... If she was at her normal size wearing that dress, like people wouldn't say she looked like a couch. So like, yeah. you're literally hating on her for being pregnant. Yeah, which is like so cruel. Um, and yeah, and she had so many issues with her pregnancies. 
Well, and that's something too, like they shared all of that on keeping up with the Kardashians, like Kim Kardashian, because she had such truly um, like life threatening pregnancies had to turn to surrogacy. And that was a whole um, journey that they shared on their show. And so, you know, you can roll your eyes on it, but you can roll your eyes at it. Excuse me. But I think now too, like we've, there's really been more of a conversation online and in social media about women having a hard time getting pregnant. And I think that that is like, I think it's so good. I don't know how else to say it. I know that that sounds really, really lame, but you know, I, I'm not a mom. I'm not at that point in my life where like that's in my journey, but they say that like the majority of women have dealt with a miscarriage and yet the majority of women don't talk about it. And so I think that we had someone on TV talking about how hard it was getting pregnant. I do think that that brought comfort to women who were in a situation, who were in a similar situation. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're going through something where you have to, that you have to deal with it like silently and on your own, Like, that's crazy. And so I think, like, for me personally, this is also the point where I started to look at Kim differently. Like, before this, like, I looked at her like just a reality TV star. Like, she was... Obviously, I watched the show. She was interesting to watch. They were funny and they were entertainment to me. But I did start to... Like, this humanized... Like, this humanized her for me. And then, if we're ready to go into it, the the robbery in Paris. Yeah, there's a couple more things I want to talk about before the robbery in Paris because it okay. is interesting because it like it did humanize her, but it also like elevated her. So it was this level mm-hmm. of like she's like me, but she's also like me, but what I aspire to. She's on the steps of the Met Gala. And so she went to the Met Gala with Kanye. She was then on the cover of Vogue magazine, which that was really interesting. I read an article where Originally, Anna Wintour did not like Kim Kardashian. She, Anna Wintour is the editor-in-chief of Vogue. She thought that she was tacky celebrity like a lot of other people did. And Anna Wintour mm-hmm. came out in 2019 talking about putting Kim on the cover of, um, of Vogue magazine. She said, everyone's talking about the Kardashians. They're of the moment. For Vogue magazine to not talk about the Kardashians is then missing out on an entire conversation. And I thought that that was really interesting because in that Kim was all of a sudden like posh, classy, stylish, the number one celebrity on Instagram and truly, um, truly like noteworthy in that. She was showing off her amazing designer clothes. She was showing off her amazing Mm -hmm. designer jewelry. She was elevated and elite now. Yeah, I think, you know, we probably have to give some credit to Kanye with that, which like just saying that sentence alone, I'm like, I don't want to give any credit to Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Like, obviously, his old music, like college dropout. Love it. But Kanye now. I'm pretty sure that's the song. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Like Kanye West, I, my dad has asked me a couple times. He's like, is Kanye West like really, when people say he's like genius level, is is that giving him too much credit? And I, I don't think it is. I think Kanye West mm-hmm. and what he did for music, I think calling Kanye West a genius the same way I would call Jay-Z a genius. Like, I think that that is totally a fair thing to say. Kim Kardashian does credit Kanye with like her transformation. Right. 
like that whole, you know what I mentioned with her personal trainer and stuff. But I mean, Kanye is a classic example of like being too genius, like for his own. Obviously, it's affected his mental health on a huge scale. But yeah, so like that, like her marriage to him really transformed her own personal style. And she went from like having a Sears catalog line <laughs> to now like wearing Balmain, like I, that Balmain Ooh. dress with that looks like it looks like a cake almost to me. <laughs> like yeah. it would be a, like, but that dress, I was like, oh, that is iconic when mm-hmm. I saw that. Well, and two, like thinking about the most recent Met Gala, which I guess didn't happen this year. So last year, when she wore that like Mugler dress that was supposed to be her like dripping with water, that like latex dress with crystals, I didn't know mm-hmm. who Mugler was. And now I'm like watching all of these historical fashion videos on YouTube because that's what I do with my time. Um, mm-hmm. And okay, you can roll your eyes, people who are like into fashion. And if you know who Mugler is, like, cool, you're cooler than me. But she like brought it into the mainstream in a way that like me girl who doesn't know much about fashion now knows this like huge fashion house new glare. And like that is, I mean, that's setting precedent. That's set, making your influence known. That's putting your money and your brand and your face behind other brands. Mm-hmm. And I think all of that is very strategic. Um Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So then... Yeah, that ties in for Paris. She was in Paris for Fashion Week. And this is when I think she was still posting on social media. Where mm-hmm. So now she posts on social media, like, not in real time. And I think back then she was still... It was probably more of a mix. And so people knew she was in Paris for Fashion Week. And she brought all this jewelry because it was Fashion Week. And she was going alone. Kanye wasn't with her this time. She was with um, Courtney. And, you know, she had posted a picture on Instagram of this giant ring that she brought with her that Kanye had gifted her. And what happened, like, I'm literally getting chills thinking about this because on it, like, this is, I mean, we were talking yesterday like this is every woman's nightmare like (laughs) it makes me so so she was in Paris um she was alone in the hotel room waiting for her sisters to come back from a meal and I can't remember if it was lunch or dinner and it was like a night out at night because she was asleep yeah so she wakes up because she hears what she thought was her sisters coming home to the hotel room Um, calls out their names and they don't answer and immediately she obviously is like something's up and um, so these men come into her room tie her up hold her hostage at gunpoint and rob her Um, and you know she was sleeping she was just wearing a robe and um, on Letterman she talks about this and she was preparing herself. Ugh, I like almost can't even say this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people, you know, getting choked up about Kim K, but like this is intense what she went through. And um, she said she was preparing herself mentally because she thought she was going to be raped. Like, yeah. she was trying to figure out how her sister would continue to live her life having walked into a room 
Kim thought that she was going to die and that later in that night, her sister, Courtney, was going to walk into the room to see dead Kim. And she thought, how is my sister going to continue to live her life having seen me dead? Like that's something she will never come back from. And this happened in October of 2016. And it really... Looking back at this now, it blows my mind that anybody thought this was like a funny thing to post on Twitter. It is so gross that someone at some company thought a Kim Kardashian hostage Halloween costume would be really of the time and current. Like, this is truly every woman's worst nightmare. Like you said, um, I lived alone for a little under two years in cities where I knew absolutely no one. And my biggest fear was that someone would come barreling in and would overpower me. Mm -hmm. That there would be a conspiracy behind it and that, you know, I would be snatched up and gone. And the thing I would tell myself that I still tell myself is, Jacqueline, you're not that special. Um, (laughs) But imagine having reached a level and a status where people dedicated years to a plot and a conspiracy to harm you. That is like some deep level of truly trauma that I don't think I don't think you can be overdramatic about that. Um, I highly, highly recommend for people to watch the David Letterman um, interview. I watched it a couple weeks ago. Taylor watched it last night. So it's probably a little bit more fresh in her mind, but Mm-hmm. these men she says there was like someone in the lobby there was someone in the elevator there was someone to turn the camera so that they could walk through the hallway they uh, snatched up the concierge from downstairs so that if anybody saw they were with someone who worked from the hotel they were holding him hostage um and maybe it's because it happened in paris that like you know the investigation the trial it was like all in French maybe America got like a little bit detached from that but it does kind of surprise me that it was just like this thing that happened and then it fell off the radar for so many of us because they stole millions and millions of dollars of her jewelry like Taylor said she brought all of her jewelry um and that jewelry is gone it is deep in the black market it hasn't been found Thankfully, all of the people who are a part of the conspiracy have been um, arrested and are facing charges. But Mm -hmm. the fact that she was able to go on and like create more empires and um, continue to be successful and continue to be determined and motivated, like that is huge. (laughs) I, if something, if she never did another thing in her life ever again after that happened, it would be understandable. Well, and to stay in the public eye after that, like these people were casing her for two fucking years. Like that is absolutely terrifying. And other members of her family have experienced like Kylie or Kendall has had stalkers break break into her home. And, you know, people can say like they put themselves in this position to be famous, which, you know, I would say it's like the cart before the horse, like, you know, which one came first or mm-hmm. the chicken before the egg, whatever. Well, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, yes, like she wanted to be famous, but like, mm-hmm. does she want to be that famous? Yeah. So this is where like, I have some sympathy for people who like cannot leave their homes without being mobbed mm-hmm. by normal people and paparazzi. It just like sounds so intense to not be able to live a normal life. So the fact that like, 
after something so traumatic happened to her, she chose to stay in the public eye and not just like want to shut everything down right then and there is, you know, that definitely, in my opinion, shows strength on her part, especially because like her fans too, I like would want to hear from her, especially Mm -hmm. after that. And I remember watching one of, uh, one of the episodes of the show after this happened. And um, I think it was like one of the first episodes she was back in and she like was going to this hotel and she calls Jonathan, like her best friend and is just like having a panic attack on TV and like crying. Like, are you sure this is safe to be here? Like, are you sure they're like, you know, and now she has to travel. Like she has, I, you know, like six, to 12 security guards at her house at all times. And I don't fucking blame her. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, this conversation about mental health is something that we've had a lot and I'm not trying to give the Kardashians more credit than they deserve by any means. But I mean, just the fact that we can now have conversations like this and seeing an anxiety attack on TV, you know, maybe you're someone for me personally, I've had anxiety attacks. I remember getting my first anxiety attack my senior year of high school. Um, And it was just kind of like a a meltdown, Um, just kind of like so many emotions, like hyperventilating, just like crying, anxious, overwhelmed. And I didn't really know what it was. I don't know. Is this an anxiety attack? Is this a panic attack? Do I just not have good coping skills? Like, you know, what is, is this it? a heart attack? <laughs> Am I, you know, slipping into another reality? I don't know. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, there is something to be said for if you are, you know, someone watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians and you've experienced anxiety, seeing them openly talk about it is helpful. And also, if anything, it's like humanizing. Like I remember watching an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians where Kanye comes up the back staircase and Kim is like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't come up the back staircase when I'm sleeping. I told you that. Like, I'm worried someone's in the house. Like, imagine going through your life traveling, um, traveling for meetings, traveling to increase your brand, like knowing that it's your job and then having this fear. Um, She says in the David Letterman interview that her life will just be forever different now. Like she, Mm -hmm. this will be something that weighs on her for the rest of her life. And that now, unfortunately, it's not just one security guard standing outside of her hotel room door. It's three security guards in her hotel room with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, I think why we wanted to mention this, too, is because it's truly after this event yes. that I think now she's really built her current success. And that comes from two companies that she has personally, which is KKW Beauty and um, Skims. Knowing that this happened and her biggest success was ahead of her is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You, when we were talking about this, you kind of had talked about the, well, I guess we'll talk about KKW Beauty first because it came, Mm -hmm. I think, just like a year and a half before. So, I mean, I, like everyone else, was sucked into YouTube beauty tutorials. I think 2016 was really like the height of this, um, like the beauty world changing. And Kim Kardashian saw it, capitalized on it. She went on some of the biggest YouTubers' um, YouTube channels, talked about makeup. And then she started bringing her own makeup. 
Um, oh, I we did skip over one thing. Just speaking of makeup, um, Kylie Cosmetics launched in 2014. So Kylie was kind of just ahead of the curve. Um, it was very specifically um, lip products because that's what Kylie and her followers um, used the most. It's kind of what she was able to capitalize on. So in 2014, Kylie lost, launched Kylie Cosmetics. And then in 2017, Kim launched um, KKW Beauty, which... For me, when it first launched, I remember thinking, well, you can't do the same thing your sister did. There's no way you'll both be successful. Joke's on me. Yeah. <laughs> because they're <laughs> both still very successful. I think they have a slightly dim- different demographic. You know, like Kylie's followers are younger and like her focus is her lips. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Kim was all about contour and she's had like the same makeup artists like for forever. Uh, what is his name? Mario something. Well, and that's something too. I'll look it up. Um, Kim Kardashian, they really like brought up the people around them. Mm-hmm. Um, now her makeup artist is so well known. Oh, wow. His last name is not one I'm going to be able to pronounce. <laughs> but yeah, his name's Mario. So we're okay. good at that. It's Mario. Yeah, but and contouring, like, you know, our Gen Zers probably definitely don't remember that contouring didn't used to be a thing. Well, the only people who did were drag queens. Yeah. You know, to like over feminize portions of your face, like baking your face. That was all very much like gaudy show makeup or people who like really did like over the top makeup. So for Kim Kardashian to be like, oh, yeah, I don't really have flawless skin. It's just a shit ton of makeup. Let me show you how to do it. Um and also that connection between like, not only am I putting out a makeup brand, but I'm going to show you how I use it and that this is makeup that I would choose. I have the choice of every makeup brand in the world. This is what I would choose. This is what my amazing um, makeup artist would choose. You know, I don't know that I saw Kim in that way, but I see Rihanna in that way. And like Kim mm-hmm. started it. Like when Rihanna wants to talk to me about her... Um, her highlighters or her glosses or how um, Fenty foundation is the best foundation. I think, well, I like Rihanna. And if Rihanna likes this, then I'm sure I'll like it too. And I think Kim really started that. Yeah, for sure. Two years after um, she announces the launch of her, what do you call that? (laughs) Shapewear? Yes, shapewear. Um, Her shapewear line, which at the time of the announcement was called Kimomo. Um, she faced a lot of backlash for obvious reasons um, with that name. (laughs) And maybe this is a good opportunity for us to like go down this little path a little bit. The Kardashian. So kimono is like a traditional Japanese style dress. So for Kim Kardashian to kind of take the name and just think it's a cute spin on her name um, wasn't something that went over well. I don't know that there was necessarily malice in it, but it also was just kind of showing that she's maybe not aware of the world around her and that other people might find this offensive. And I think that that is an incredibly valid critique. Mm -hmm. I do think that the Kardashians have been criticized for things similarly to this. Um, Mm -hmm. 
whether it be like um, Kendall and Kylie, Kim Kardashian's younger sisters. They've had clothing brands where they've just like stolen art. They've stolen other like taken like a I think it was like a Guns N' Roses t-shirt from like a 1990s tour. And they were like, oh, we'll just make it our shirt. And like, that's not really how it works. (laughs) Um, They also, you know, in a grander scale of you know, cultural appropriating and not being aware of people outside of themselves. They've taken a lot of aspects of like black culture and Latina culture and kind of taken them things that maybe in the nineties and two thousands, people would call like ghetto or uncool or not classy. The Kardashians have really capitalized on. And I think a lot of people credit them for, um, you know, Kylie Jenner and her like big lips and her wigs and um, Chloe and Kylie for their like fun flashy nails and all the Kardashians with their gold jewelry or um, Mm -hmm. really accentuating like big hips, big butt. These are things that women of color have been um, judged against Mm -hmm. um, by jobs, by communities, by society and like fairly harshly. Um, you know, like black women often wear some sort of hair covering, um, often wigs. And it's something that white women have been really like judgmental of. And our culture in general has been kind of unsupportive of. So then for everyone to be like, oh, I want to be like Kylie Jenner and wear a fun wig. It's kind of like, wait, that's not that's not like a Kylie thing. Kylie didn't invent that. Um mm-hmm. Tying it back to Kim, I remember like the boxer braids being a big thing. Um, Or I guess boxer braids are like French braids, but I'm talking specifically about like cornrows. Yeah, cornrows. Um, So, you know, for people, I think when Kim posted a picture of her with cornrows, there was like a whole internet thing of other women wanting other white women wanting to go and get their hair in cornrows and saying that they want the quote unquote Kim braids. They're not Kim braids. So (laughs) I, I I understand all of that. And I I do want just everyone to know that we very much think that those are like valid things to be upset about. I definitely think that the Kardashians could have corrected better um, Mm -hmm. navigating those things, but hopefully we're all learning and we're all growing. And now in 2020, we can all kind of see the, all kind of see the outside our bubbles yeah perfect i think we can all kind of see outside of our bubbles and not just be like oh i like this this is now my trend you can't really claim things like that yeah so she did change the name to skims which i think is honestly just a lot cuter like I think so too. and um so she changed the name and had a extremely successful launch with the her whole shapewear brand and it's something she knows very well from her career in life and um you know i don't own any skim skims products um but that robe it does look cozy as hell so might have to indulge (laughs) (laughs) well and it is interesting too with skims like you said shapewear is something that she knows a lot about she really has like capitalized off things in her career like i remember watching keeping up with the kardashians in the beginning and she would have like two pairs of spanks on and then she would like duct tape up her boobs instead of wearing a bra so that she could have her body looking the way she wanted to in her clothes now 
I don't think anyone should have to like duct tape up their body. But yeah. it I kind of felt like her way of being like, I've dealt with all the BS of trying to get good shapewear. Now let me show you guys. Now let me bring to you good shapewear. And she kind of made herself mm-hmm. an expert in the arena. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, her shapewear, it's affordable, especially for shapewear. It's just an expensive clothing item in general. It's size inclusive. It's color inclusive. Mm-hmm. Like she's really, you know, learned a lot in her career and did a great job. And I mean, I'm sure you could argue those things are marketing, you know, marketing tactics too, but like, also it's like, so what? Like if she is creating those things that we are asking for, then isn't that what we want from companies and brands? Totally. And then watching the David Letterman thing, also just like seeing the R&D that she's doing for these brands. She talks about having like a opening in the bottom of this shapewear so that women can use the bathroom. And the research that went into deciding like how would the fabric lay? How wide would it need to be? What's most comfortable for most women? Like those are the same things any CEO who is the head of a brand should be doing. And so Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's surprising that Kim Kardashian would be doing that. But for me, it was just a reminder that like she does deserve a little bit of credit for the work she's putting into this. Yeah, for sure. And the style of it. And so she taught, yeah, she does talk about like how you can pee while wearing (laughs) a shapewear. And I like, I like can't even picture it. (laughs) Like, what do you have going on down there? There's obviously no buttons. Is it, there's no Velcro. So it's like, is it just open? Like, (laughs) I I actually like had a girdle at one point. I don't know why. Um, I think I wore it for like homecoming, which it's like 17 year old Jacqueline. Like you did not need to wear a girdle, but whatever. (laughs) Um, I think it was like my version of spandex. Like I told my mom I wanted spandex for a dress and my mom heard spandex and thought girdle. Um, (laughs) When in my mind, I thought like volleyball shorts. Um, but what it was is it's like two layers of fabric that lay on top of Mm. each other at the bottom. So then you like pull apart the layers of fabric. So kind of like when you're wearing a one piece, how you would like pull it to the side, but instead of pulling it to the side, you kind of just like the fabric lays on top of each other and it's pretty taut. And then you'll pull the fabric to either side. Yeah. Okay. Like I would not want to breeze <laughs> down there. It's like laced up and you like tie it with a bow and I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It's like even some of like Rihanna's like savage Fenty like crotchless underwear. I'm like, girl, who? Who <laughs> I mean, obviously someone's out there buying it and you know, more power to you if that's what you wanna wear. I'm just yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'd just be interested to know what their day to day wardrobe is because it's not conducive for my wardrobe. Um, yeah, not at all. I do. I think I'm ready to round it out to what happened in March 2020, which I looked this up and I'm pretty sure it's March 2020. It blows my mind that it was so recent. Um, yeah, like just right before the pandemic happened, I believe. But Um, The oldest article I could find referring to Kim Kardashian West at the White House was March 2020. So I think that that's the right time. Um, Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian West went to the White House to speak on criminal justice reform, which let's just remind everybody where we started this episode. Kim Kardashian was a socialite friend to Paris Hilton who was like running around L.A., at nightclubs, doing whatever. 
And now she is standing with the president at a press conference in the White House speaking on social justice reform and is currently going to school to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's kind of mind boggling. <laughs> yeah. And it definitely, of course, ties in back to her dad, um, who I guess, like, I don't know what his specialty in law was, but obviously that OJ Simpson case, he was a, a criminal defense lawyer. You know, it ties back into that. Um, obviously, there is some controversy, too, around how Kim Kardashian is going about getting this law degree. She's not actually in official law school. She's doing this other program um, where she studies almost 20 hours a week under practicing lawyers at the, at their offices. It's like an apprenticeship. Yeah. And um, she did mention on Letterman, it's legit. This is how Abraham Lincoln got his. <laughs> yeah. So like if, if it's legit for Abraham Lincoln, then you know, I almost think like people are they're they're judging her because it's like Kim Kardashian's gonna be a yeah. fucking lawyer. Well, and it's funny too, like it's not like she changed her name on Instagram to be like attorney Kim Kardashian. She just said mm-hmm. that she's studying law and people were like, You're not allowed. She can do whatever she wants. Um she can yeah. study law in whatever way she wants. Now she's not an actual lawyer until she passes the bar. But if she can pass the bar, then she has every right to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think it's interesting that, you know, she has this opportunity to find a way of being an attorney, being a lawyer. I don't know if there's a difference. I don't think so. I know two girls who are in law school. Sorry if you listen to this and I am <laughs> talking out of my ass. But um, I think it's like really interesting that she found a way to be a lawyer that benefits her and like works for her schedule. Um I also think this idea that like, oh, Kim's 40. She's a mom. She shouldn't be doing stuff like this. She shouldn't be posting the types of pictures she has on Instagram. She doesn't need to be taking more and more things on. I think that that's a narrative and that's a critique that like is a little dated. We need, If you're going to critique Kim Kardashian, there are plenty of valid reasons. The whole Kardashian family, they are public figures. I think people learn from constructive criticism and we should try our best to like keep that an open line of communication. But saying that they're like moms and need to get off social media and need to stop doing whatever they're doing, it's just a little played out. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I both are two people who really seriously believe in like social justice issues and criminal justice reform. So if Kim Kardashian can be the way to the white house, like I'm down for that. Yeah. Like, isn't that what we want? Like people in power to people who have any power to be doing is like using it for good. And, you know, she said on Letterman, like, this is what I know I can get done and focus on. So like, this is what I'm going to go do. Mm-hmm. And, um, she's even like said, she's taking brand deals now again, that she wouldn't normally be doing because she looks at it as like those that can go pay for somebody else's lawyer and criminal fees to get them out of prison. And she has gotten people out of prison, um, specifically, um, Alice Marie Johnson. She was a grandmother. She was in federal prison for more than 21 years after being found guilty in connection to a drug trafficking conspiracy. 
So, so, you know, nothing violent. Obviously, you know, there's so many things wrong with our prison system in America. And I'm sure she was probably victim to the minimum sentencing requirements for crimes like this. Um, So Kim did it. She got her out of prison and she's working to get many other people out of prison. And it is kind of funny on Letterman. Dave asked her, like, are you just getting hit up now by like (laughs) basically every prisoner in the country? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, basically. Well, and it's funny too. It's not just us who are like, oh, she's getting these people out of prison. Like Alice Johnson, this grandmother, like directly credits Kim Kardashian. She like stays connected with Kim Kardashian. She um, has like come out publicly and thanked Kim Kardashian. And I'm not sure, maybe it wasn't David Letterman. Maybe it wasn't, but Kim has been like, you know, these people who are facing um, life in prison or they're on death row and were wrongfully convicted. I don't really think they care who gets them off as long as someone does and someone's trying. And she's like, I'll be that person. Yeah. Like you said, uh, like we were kind of saying earlier too, like Kim, people are like saying, oh, Kim, you don't need to be doing this. Like she does not need to be doing this. Like at 40, she doesn't need to be studying super hard to pass the bar and become a lawyer. Like she could just be chilling. For the rest of her life. Like she doesn't have to do anything else literally for the rest of her life and be fine. And I do think that where she goes from here is going to be really interesting. And so maybe we could like wrap it up with predictions because I kind of have an idea of where I think the Kardashians are going to go. And I, I think so early in their career, like I mentioned earlier, like we both mentioned, they were like so oversaturated. Their names were on everything. And it was like not just their names, but like their faces and all of that. I think there's going to be a little bit of a, of a pullback. I think Mm -hmm. Kim is going to start really having and the Kardashians in general, I think as they get older, you know, this might be 10 years down the line. um, But as social media changes and as they get older, I think they're going to start like taking a step back and rather than, um, you know, being famous for sponsorships or brand deals or whatever, I think they're just going to start letting their businesses like speak for them. I think Kim's going to put more into KKW Beauty and I think she's going to put more into Skims. And I think she's going to try and build those brands up so that her empire is bigger. And and I don't know, it'd be interesting to see if, um, you know, she's like not on Instagram as much and she's like in board meetings or she's um, speaking mm-hmm. on committees about criminal justice reform. Like, I never thought in 2007 that she'd be where she is right now. So I'm interested to see where she's at, you know, 13, 14 years from now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they just finished filming the final season, final season of keeping up with the Kardashians. So that's had 20 seasons, I believe. And now coming to an end, like I'm, you know, I'm just guessing, but like 20 seasons, that sounds like probably one of the most, like the longest running shows, one of the longest running shows on television. Um, so like they're definitely, she's definitely at a turning point in her career. And now, um, the divorce rumors are true that her and Kanye are splitting. They've been in therapy for the last year, trying to work things out. So it'll be interesting to see 
how she changes um, now going through that divorce, becoming a single mom to four kids. Obviously, she has a lot of help. Um, but I do think him being a Libra is just <laughs> a very disciplined person in general. Like, obviously, when she's younger, like, who, you know, we can't really judge people for what they do in their 20s. Yeah. Now, like, she you know she doesn't really drink alcohol only on like rare occasions she goes to bed at the same time she wakes up she does her workout she has to study like she's very organized and very disciplined in my opinion i mean running two huge companies is a lot of work like and she's very involved um from what she said and you know, what we've seen for her products. And so, and she only spends, I think I like saw in her interview once somebody asked her like, how long are you on Instagram? And she's like, maybe like 30 minutes a day. So like, (laughs) I like, damn Kim, how? (laughs) Well, I'm sure she has meetings of like, what are we going to post? I'm sure, you know, like Mm -hmm. we talk about content planning. I'm sure she does content planning, but I'm sure it's like really organized and she probably has things already set up. Like, she has so many spinning plates. She has so many hats. It, it has to be. Um, yeah. And I think too, not just her saying she's involved, but like when she speaks to things in interviews, I think we all have seen celebrities. I can't think of any examples right now. And I'm also not going to like blast anybody. But um, I think we've all seen brands or we've seen celebrities where it's kind of obvious that they just like put their name on something. Mm-hmm. Um, they're maybe not like innovating in it. They're not researching in it they're not like actually playing a part they just put their name on it and the way kim kardashian speaks about her brands she has to be actively a part of it or else she wouldn't be able to speak to it in these ways does that make sense yeah totally i mean you know people who don't take her seriously is like a bit misogynist because of how she talks. Like she has a bit of vocal fry going on in her voice and you know, she is very girly. She dresses very done up and dressed up all the time. And very sexy. Like that's a part of her brain too. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Cause it's like, what do you expect from women? It's like, so if we're not dressed up, <laughs> then you don't take us seriously. But if we look to, done up then you're also not going to take us seriously and you know maybe it's because of her career history too but we started out this episode she has been an entrepreneur and a from the Mm get-go so overall kim k you are a very impressive lady (laughs) agreed You've done a lot for yourself and although I think dear Kim um, I think think you've done a lot for yourself and although I do think that you know critique of her and her family is totally warranted I don't think that that discredits the true like hustle Um, Kim Kardashian is a hashtag girl boss (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's drinking out of her girl boss. Oh my god! She like mug. wakes up every morning. <laughs> she makes herself my. She makes herself an iced coffee, just like I do, almond milk. Um, and then she has her little like CEO plaque. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I can see it. Yeah. Her millennial pink off. Her millennial pink ash hair. Yeah. It's funny, you've like seen the inside of her house, but imagine she like walks into her office and there's like a fuzzy pink rug and. Oh my God, that house. I'm like, that house fucking creeps me out, honestly. It, out it looks like there's like ancient ghost people living there. A little bit. Well, <laughs> But also, I think, too, maybe she, like, has so much going on that she just wants a space that's, like, really neutral. Um, but just the idea of, like, having kids who would, like, run through this echoey house and just, like, hearing their little, like, whispers and giggles is truly, like, a horror film. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, a scary, empty, like, ancient church vibes. Yeah. 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 Um, but I hope they're happy. And <laughs> I hope Kim Kardashian keeps, like keeps learning and evolving. It does seem like she is. I'm sure that her and her family will continue to have slip ups, but and I I think that she's getting more and more informed about the world around her and hopefully that will that'll influence some other people too. Yeah, totally. Um we'd love to hear your thoughts on Kim K. Yeah. Hit us with some hard ones and then we'll have to come back in episode six and be like Okay, everybody. So <laughs> we heard you with this, this, and this. <laughs> I was almost nervous this was going to turn into a two-parter. And it is a, a long episode. So thanks for sticking out with yeah. us. But like, we had to do Kim K justice here. Like, yeah. Well, and I think too really breaking down so many of like the big highlights and the monumental moments really just gives you a better understanding of where she is today. And to think that someone who we would have like wrote off as trashy a decade and a half ago is now like speaking to real issues in our country at the white house. I mean, just taking that in like a sound bite and then putting that with Kim Kardashian, it, it you're right. It's impressive. I know. <laughs> Tell us 10 years ago that um, <laughs> Donald Trump would be president and Kim Kardashian would be. Oh my um, God. Guys, the world, truly anything can happen. (laughs) You can maybe cut this out, but um, it's the American dream. Like to think you could go from being like an internet, like having a sex tape leak on the internet to like being at the White House. Um, That's what we're about. about. (laughs) Well, you know, thank you again for listening to Honey and Heart episodes six five (laughs) episode five um so we have a few things going on right now for you um Jacqueline so thank you guys for being a part of this journey with us like I said this is the first episode since we first episode we've recorded since we've released episodes some of you have already reviewed us on apple music which is so beyond nice apple podcast excuse me which is so amazing it was really cool to like see mine and taylor's picture um and to see that we have like two five-star reviews so thanks for throwing those down be sure to follow us on spotify so that you can stay up to date and on apple music be sure to subscribe and rate us so if you rate us send us a screenshot either in a dm or in an email whatever way feels the most natural to you you can find our email on our website um, DM on Instagram at Honey and Heart Pod. If you send us a screenshot that you reviewed the podcast, we want to send you a sticker bundle. So we are 
currently crafting and creating some special one in a million designs that really kind of tie into who Taylor and I are, what the Honey and Heart podcast is, and the community of people who are listening to the Honey and Heart podcast. So if you give us the heads up that you reviewed us, we'll reach back out to you, snag your address, and we'll send you a little bit of love, a little care package from Honey and Heart. Yeah. And the more reviews and ratings we have, the easier we become to find. Um, If people go and search us, um, it'll be easier for you to find us um, on Spotify and iTunes. And um, yeah, just make us more discoverable, discoverable for um, (laughs) other listeners out there. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. And that's why we want to show you some love back with some cute stickers because who doesn't love stickers? Come on. Who doesn't love stickers? Um, someone did reach out to me, so I feel like it's worth saying. Unfortunately, Spotify does not have the ability to rate podcasts within Spotify. Um, so you can follow us and you can turn on notifications so that you're updated when a new episode drops. But if you'd like to rate us, head on over to Apple Podcasts. You can just give us a five-star rating. Or if you want to show us a little bit of extra love, you can actually leave like a note with your rating which that would be really awesome too. We would definitely appreciate hearing from you guys. Folks, it's really been so exciting and we're really having a lot of fun. I hope that it's coming across that way. Um, Even just recording this episode, it feels more fun and more organic and more exciting than our first episode. So not to set the standard too high, but I think it's only going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, um, And I want to say stay tuned soon because um, we're talking about some creative ways to get our audience more involved and hear from you more. So, but as always, send us an email, send us a DM. If you have anything you'd like to say or to add to our conversations, we want to hear it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the journey so far. And we're excited to see where it goes. If 13 years ago, Kim Kardashian was just a girl partying in L.A., where are we going to (laughs) be? Well, bye, Jacqueline. Bye, Taylor.